How does Ebola sound to you, hmm? Because soon, you'd be lucky to catch it right here on our border, free of charge. You just contract it from a migrant and die. It is called the American dream. Now, you might think, you might think, well, the ones with deadly diseases, those aren't the best. Are we, are we at least quarantining them? No, no, of course not. Because look, look, when you're trying to destroy the country from the inside, sure, changing demographics and importing Democrat voters, that's all great and all of that. But infecting Americans with fatal diseases that have you vomiting blood, that is like a gift from God for these people. All right, the border is not getting better. It's getting worse. Everybody knows it. Take, for example, the small town of Uvalde, Texas. This is, this is the new hot spot for migrants coming north. It's all the rage. It is a town of 17,000 inhabitants, and it is now literally overrun by illegal immigrants and an international cartel smuggling operation. Doesn't that just sound grand? Let me read you a quote from their mayor, who, as you can guess, is just thrilled about it. He says, quote, I've lived here all of my life and have never seen anything like this. The people in the communities are getting scared. Why could that be? be. What is coming that we don't see, they think in the communities. Who knows? People up north and in D.C. have no clue what is going on here. They don't realize that these people are not being screened for diseases. We are fed up. And who wouldn't be? Now, Uvalde is a place that is situated just miles from the Del Rio border sector. And what's going on in Del Rio? Well, De Del Rio has received hundreds of African migrants, including ones from some of the most disease-prone countries in Africa. Customs and Border Protection, CBP, saying 116 individuals were apprehended in an African caravan. An African caravan, including 35 from Angola, one from Cameroon, and 80 from Congo. And new numbers out now, according to some data given to conservative reviews, Daniel Horwitz by a Border Patrol agent, 550 African migrants were apprehended in Texas in just one week. So where are they coming from? Well, most of them are coming from the Democratic Republic of Congo. So why, why is this significant? Well, first of all, it's clearly becoming a global problem, not just a Latin America problem, because what we're doing is we are signaling to the entire world, guess what? Our border is wide open. Come right on in. And of course, they are. But what's going on in the Congo? Well, the Congo's having a little bit of a problem right now. What is that problem? Oh, yeah. The worst Ebola outbreak in recent memory and the second worst Ebola outbreak in human history. So you combine these two things, the global problem and the Ebola problem, and what you get is the global spread of deadly diseases, which the World Health Organization is now calling the new normal. Fantastic. In the Congo, Ebola claimed 1,300 lives since last August, which makes it the second deadliest human outbreak of the virus in human history. Yeah, so there's that. There's that. Ebola. Ebola is a disease that does not have a cure. There are no approved vaccinations. There are no reliable treatments to it. And the best part about Ebola is that you cannot detect it at first. 
Starts with a fever, ah, got a headache, maybe, a, maybe, a, maybe some chills. Sometimes it doesn't even show up and there are no symptoms at first. So when they're giving the medical screenings at the border, it goes undetected. And then the next thing you know, blah, you're just vomiting blood everywhere. Blood everywhere, all over the place. And then what happens, you die a slow and horrible and painful death. But we can't talk about that. We're not allowed to talk about that. Why? Because predictably, like clockwork, the lefties come out and they start saying, well, you know what? Saying immigrants have disease is racist. To cast immigrants, to sort of judge them based on their desirability and their health status, that is a classic xenophobic move mm -hmm. that has its really roots back in the 1900s. He probably has Ebola and is just trying to cover up for it. And so we got people saying stuff like that. We got the woke tech geeks at Wired admonishing their readers, wagging their finger, calling the caravans migrants diseased is a classic xenophobic move. Yes, you caught me, fine. You caught me, I am extremely xenophobic against Ebola. Fine, you know, I'm not interested in getting to know it. I'm not interested in understanding it. I have no interest in allowing for it. I have no interest in learning about why, you know, it's just, just a part of a different culture. Nope, I want nothing to do with Ebola. I am extremely xenophobic against it. And it makes zero sense to me why we would admit a single person from a country experiencing one of the worst Ebola outbreaks in history. It has nothing to do with race for me, except for them, I think it might. For the Democrats, I think they see it as a way to get even. If they're suffering from it over there, then we must suffer it from it too here in America. Because, you know, we could afford, we could afford to get rid of some of those damn white people in this country anyway. And to be honest, the current policies in place at the border reflect that attitude. As we told you, you can't detect the disease. So, I don't know, you would think that migrants coming in from a country with the worst Ebola outbreak in memory, I don't know, there might be a little bit of a different protocol, maybe a quarantine, maybe actually hold them. Isn't that a novel concept for the full incubation period? But nope, nobody know, that's too logical for them. So instead, Daniel Horowitz, our pal conservative review, he goes, he asked CBP, hey, you know what? Do you have a different protocol for dealing with migrants from Congo or other African countries, you know, places with these diseases? You know, like, I don't know, not releasing them immediately like they do Central Americans. And the CBP spokesperson told him, nope, quote, the process is the same. Officers and agents review all individuals they come in contact with for signs of illnesses and notify CDC as needed. Well, we told you why that won't work because sometimes you can't detect the disease. So Angola, they've shut down their border to Congo because of the whole Ebola problem. Is uh, Angola, are they racist? No, they're just smart. It's nothing against the people. It is the deadly disease that they are carrying. Customs and Border Protection saying, okay, there have not been any confirmed cases of Ebola just yet. But I mean, TikTok, right? Because we're playing with fire here. You've got people coming from countries in the largest numbers ever, countries where disease is rampant. These people often don't have immunizations. They're not living in clean conditions. They're jam-packed on trains and buses moving through Mexico and into our country. And we're, we're just expecting that's all gonna come out just fine. We already have mumps. We already have that raging like wildfire in places in Texas. Hidalgo County, 51 reported cases countywide of mumps, which is an unprecedented number for any US county. And that was at the end of May. Now to give you some context, usually it's two, maybe three cases. 
And usually it's with little babies. Now it's happening with high school and college kids. Mumps, measles, tuberculosis, scabies, all of those diseases have confirmed cases at the border. And soon, if we don't change up what we're doing, it's gonna be Ebola. And Border Patrol, they are releasing thousands of people who were exposed to those diseases. What has to happen? Do we have to wait until it is a national emergency like it was under Obama, where we're like, all right, stop. No more immigration from that country because people are literally dying. Or maybe we can get smart about it and catch it before people die and vomit up blood. Of course, cue the liberals with their favorite poem, bring me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. Well, at Ellis Island, guess what? At Ellis Island, they had quarantine stations. They had incubation periods because you know what? Disease is no joke. It kills. But when it comes to illegal immigration, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, common sense is gone. Common sense is no longer necessary because we have to be politically correct. These people just want a better life. And so we have to tolerate the possibility of an Ebola outbreak just because we don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Not on my watch. I don't care what color your skin is. If you might be coming here with a deadly disease, if you might be coming here with Ebola, I want you barred. All right, there's a reason our border crisis is as bad as it is. We practically beg them to come here. And we promise if you bring a kid with you, you're going to be allowed to stay. When you get here with the illnesses we were telling you about, we'll give you all the medical care you need. So my next guest is here to explain that it's basically like the gold rush for illegal immigrants. You come here, you enjoy all of our benefits, including tax refunds. Yes, tax refunds to illegal immigrants. So joining me now is David Thomas Roberts. He's the author of this new book, The Death of Liberty, The Socialist Destruction of America's Freedoms Using the Income Tax. David, thanks so much for being here. Hi, thank you, John, for having me. So let me get this straight. They're not paying any federal income tax, and yet they're getting a credit, some of them. Yeah, they can come across, uh, they can file a tax return and without paying anything in and get tax refund checks, which is what we know is the Earned Income Tax Credit. There used to be another one called the ITACTC, which is if they got an uh, individual taxpayer number, but it's basically the earned income tax credits. I, that, I mean, that's just incredible to me. I don't think a lot of Americans know that. It should infuriate taxpayers who are paying into the system, and then their money is going to people who aren't supposed to be here. Well, it's right, and, and it's even worse because these folks are able to claim dependents who in many cases have never even stepped foot in America and really aren't in their dependents. So they file for a number for those. They may claim 10, 15 dependents. And whatever the tax EIT tax credit is for that year that Congress approved, whether it's 1,500, 1,800, 1,000, we've seen, I, I have sources sorted in my, uh, cited in the book where they've gotten $26,000, $32,000. I mean, that's incredible. So these are dependents who are not in America? Uh, in many cases, yes. And can they get a Social Security number? Well, um, they can. Not the dependent, but they can. They can. And, and so the, the, the link here, John, that everybody needs to understand is, you know, why all of a sudden the asylum system has blown up is because now with the, with the Trump Tax Reform Act, before they could file a tax return just with a simple uh, individual taxpayer ID number that anybody can get, now that was, and that taken, was ended with the that Trump was tax taken away plan. with okay. the Tax Reform Act. But now, if they apply for asylum, they automatically qualify for a Social Security number, and so they've circumvented the system. So of course, there's there's this a gold rush at the asylum system, and it is. I mean, why they and they can also get Medicaid welfare benefits, right. In certain cases, and and, and uh, the way the welfare works on this is that if 
if I if, if I come across illegally, okay, and and I qualify for you know public education, health care, I can qualify for SNAP, for WIC, for subsidized housing. Even if I got these huge EITC refund checks, that is not used for any means testing to qualify for these other welfare benefits. And that's why I keep saying that the income tax is basically a social justice machine. Right. So, I mean, why wouldn't they come here? I mean, I, if I'm in their situation, they're not getting that where they're coming from. I mean, why not come? Well, we and make the, it so easy. The one them. example was a 26 year old Guatemalan who came over, got, I think, $28,000 in EITC credits and admitted that that's more money than he would. He was making three dollars a day in Guatemala. It's more money he can make in a year. But in a lot of cases, more than they can make in a lifetime. And they get to do it every year. That's right. And I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that Congress is doing everything they can <laughs> to fix it. Right. Well, uh, <laughs> no, no. And, and in fact, it's just like this. You know, they had a chance, a chance to fix it with with this, the, the tax reform mm -hmm. act. And they band-aided it, but it caused the other problem with the asylum. Which is the so, asylum problem, right. Yeah, so no, they haven't fixed it. And the IRS knows about it. I mean, the IRS knows this is happening. And in, in, in the sources cited in the book that, that I mentioned and that I document, they've said that it's not our job to check their citizenship status. And they have no way to do it. They're not going to do it. I mean, it's not their job. It's not the tax collection agency's job to check to see if they're citizens and if the money that they're giving as refunds is going to American citizens. They point I, the responsibility back to Congress. And it, it ultimately, it is Congress's yes. responsibility. And Congress is just is, is doing nothing. Right. And even when we had Republicans, when they had both chambers, they did nothing. Right. Now, uh, last month, there was a new inspector general's report came out, came out um, after the book was already in print. And in this, the IRS inspector general says that between 2004 and 2018, $194 billion have been paid incorrectly in those tax credits. You said $194 billion. I mean, that, that, that is, that, you have the border crisis, which is a crisis in and of itself. This is a whole separate crisis that not a lot of people are talking about. They don't. They don't. But I, I tell one. you, when, I, I, there's a, when, when people understand finally what, what I'm saying here and what we uncover, and there's a lot of folks that know about this. There's Congress people that know about this. But uh, it really does anger the, the average American taxpayer who's working hard to pay their taxes, uh, and, and we're giving that money away to people who aren't citizens and didn't and don't qualify. And for didn't it. come here the right way, shouldn't be here, right? And shouldn't be getting that money, right? That's absolutely incredible. And you know you're over the target. You said, told me earlier, you're getting death threats for this. Yeah, we get you know social media, uh, we get death threats. I report them. Nothing ever happens, you know, because they're, they're yeah. not going to do anything to conservative authors for sure. <laughs> <laughs> of course not. But you know, it's just when you hear people, you know, you hear people on the left saying, you know, these evil conservatives are giving me death threats. You start talking about things that you're not supposed to be talking about, you start telling the truth and the death threats just come pouring in. Sure. And, and the trolls. I mean, and, and really, uh, uh, there's a lot of that I would think are pretty smart people who have challenged me on this and say, that's not true. They can't get this. And we just have source after source from our own federal government that proves it is happening. And you can read about those sources and you can get the actual details in the book, The Death of Liberty. David, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you so it. much, John, Absolutely. for having me. I appreciate it. God thank bless. You. Thank you. David Thomas Roberts, everyone. Thank you, David. You can get his book, The Death of Liberty, The Socialist Destruction of America Using the Income Tax, wherever books are sold. Please do not forget about the White House Brief podcast. You can get it on Spotify, Google Play, iTunes. Remember to rate it, review it, and help it rise above all of the other trash out there. Thanks again for joining the White House Brief. We'll see you guys next time. A reminder to everyone, I'd really appreciate it if you'd please rate, review, and subscribe to the White House Brief podcast. It will make sure the truth rises above all the other stuff out there. So please rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks for listening.